And then you get the music out, hopefully, right? And then you get it done in a way where we, we've kind of made a, a, a three-tiered, you know, like a four-tiered one-stop shop with like video and photography and graphic design. Like there's like this, this, this like four-tiered section of our studio that has like a, a collaboration space. Then you have like a podcast, well, podcast space, a collaboration space, a recording studio space, an infinity room space, a photography space, and then a networking space. So it's like this, this long um, one-stop shop. Hi, and welcome to And If Love Remains. I am your gracious host. I am Mike Levitt. So happy to be here with you today. And I am ecstatic, pleased, and <laughs> privileged to have uh, Jason and Jeff Linford, the Linford twins, on today. I'm. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, welcome to the show, guys. We are Thank thrilled. You. Love will remain. I promise you that. <laughs> Amen. I love the title. <laughs> Thank you. Is it is it is love will remain? And if love remains. Oh, and, and if love, love remains. remains. I like that. Yeah, and if love remains. It's the, and you if know love remains. What are the things that that we will do um you know, what are the things that we're passionate about um even if it's just for love. So, um That's I great. love that. Um I am and I and I know we you've got some great things um <laughs> cooking about i want to th- these guys are incredibly talented violinists they're incredibly talented um uh entertainers um you guys i mean you've got to see these guys on stage they're amazing um, they're a lot of fun they just came out with a new tune um over christmas a new christmas song what's the name of the song again yeah christmas is christmas is and i i loved it it was a great song um, so maybe we'll have you on, you know, next Christmas. Thank to you. Talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but, you better uh, believe we're going to make, we're definitely going to make the, the, the circuit this next time. Cause we launched it on Christmas Eve, you know, yeah. not a whole lot of time to, to promote it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's right. You know, right. You, do, you do it when it's right. So, right. Um, and then we've got, uh, and then they've got an exciting project they're working on here in Mesa, Arizona called the pad. Uh, but yes. before, before we get into that, I want to talk about, you know, you guys, like, start, give us a little bit of background. Like, when did you guys start playing the violin, start entertaining? Tell me how, how all that started happening. Jeff, take it away. It was Jeff's fault anyway. <laughs> it is Jeff's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, are they is just, Jeff still there? I think Jeff just left us. So, Jason, why don't you take it? Yeah, Jeff is speechless, and he probably is filled with. It's just too hard for him to talk about it. But I'll, right. I'll go in. I'll go into detail here. All right. Um, and by the way, you had a great video. You just put out too. I, I loved it. Oh, you, you, you look you look really good in a hat. By the way, you're like <laughs> thank you. Totally was... rocking that piano, and and you looked fantastic. So anyway, that was cool. Uh, that was fun. Um, thank you. But uh, so here's here's how it went down. I always wanted to play the trumpet because my older brother he got into the trumpet in fifth grade. We're one grade behind. And so what happened was, uh, I was like, okay, this is gonna be cool. My grandpa played the trumpet. Let's do this. But then Jeffrey uh, in third grade, one of these, uh, he was like one of these assemblies. He was talking to his friend and they were kind of, I can tell they were kind of like conniving, like, like whipping up something interesting. I'm like, what are they talking about? You know? And then he's like, 
And I'm like, I'm like, I want to be in on this. And then I heard him whispering saying, okay, so we have two violins at our house. You can use one. I'll use the other. And then we can get out of school and, and we get to leave class to go play music. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be left behind. And so I immediately, uh, I immediately just said, Hey Jeff, I'm going to use the other violin. And he was really mad. He's like, no, you're not. That's my friends. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to use the other violin. Your friend has to find another one. I want to do this too. Right. So it was totally impromptu. There was no, yeah, there's no other reason than that, which is crazy. Right. Now we did hear the Bobcat fiddlers play later that year, like on stage. And they were like the biggest rock stars right. during our time. And I was <laughs> jaw dropped. Like these guys, like we're going to be doing this, you know? So that combo got us into it. And then, uh, it was kind of cool. So Jeff got me into it, but I kept him in. I'm like, Jeff, we got to stick with this. And, and there's more of a story with that. I, I just, fell in love with the opportunity to, to play to play in the violin with Jeff and mostly bluegrass right it was it wasn't really the classical even though we we loved cl- we loved classical it was like that bluegrass yeah you guys high were energy yeah fiddlers uh, yeah the fiddlers right the fiddling and we then we toured we toured all around Arizona toured uh to the fiddle camps and the fiddle contests all through junior high and and uh and then, uh, you know, we had a, an acapella band in high school, which <laughs> we, we could talk about later, I guess. But <laughs> the, the violins really, it opened doors for us. And we can talk about more of that. But the coolest door that opened was in seventh grade. We earned so much money in that bluegrass group for the orchestra that the, the seniors or the, you know, the, the advanced orchestra got to go to Disneyland. And, and our, our Lou Felton, one of the best teachers, honestly, in the nation when it comes to uh, string instruments. And th- this is not even an argument. This is like a fact. Um, he, he took us aside and said, you guys have been on this journey with us. Even though we were in seventh grade, we were not in the top group. We were in the bluegrass group. Right. He right. said, you guys, we might have room for you on the bus to go to Disneyland, to go to Disneyland. Right. Right. And you'll be like the twin fiddlers, but I can't promise you that. I'm not going to promise you that. So I said, okay, you know, we didn't care. We, we just thought, Hey, we're just going to ride, ride this wave. And then I remember like a few months before the trip, uh, he said, guys, I got some bad news. And I'm like, what, what's the bad news? You know, he goes, I, we have room for you on the bus. We, you know, we're going to Disneyland together. If you guys can go, I'm like, ah, uh, and I'll never forget this the rest of my life. This is seventh grade heart, you know, and we didn't, you know, we just were there to enjoy it. But on the trip down, I, I, we had our seats and we were having our friends and having a great time. And I look back and I see him, Lou Felton sitting, not on a, not on a seat. He gave up his seat. And he was sitting on the where the bathroom is, the very back. There's like no that, way. Like that, yes, and there was that that a makeshift seat that this angled you know piece of metal, and he's sitting on it. And I and I look back uh, t- to him, and he looks right at me in the eyes, and I'll never forget this the rest of my life. He looked at me in the eyes, and he and there was like this understanding. And I, what I, what what I felt at that time was make this count, boys. You know, make this count. You know. that's i still feel it to this day it was like through my whole soul he was like make this count and then i'm like he gave up his seat and so i've really held on to that you know make it count it's like maybe maybe want to cry you know yeah (laughs) like well i've been i've been been talking to myself the past like five minutes (laughs) not 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 realizing that i was like off the audience i was like what i was going on stories stories. i'm like these guys are good listeners (laughs) and then finally i get to i get like you guys there nothing oh my god and nobody interrupted you nobody interrupted me i'm like jason is jason is phenomenal right now i can't go 
relish Jason is. Jeff, relish that like, experience like, that you just had. And I was like, Jason, take it away. And like, no, no nothing. <laughs> All Jeff, right, so, relish that silence. Silence is gold. Oh my gosh. All right. So there, so there we were on the bus. Relish yes. not in the silence, but in the in the, absolute, the moment. In the moment of of, of making this count. Jeff, yes, what was, make it count. What was your uh you know at that moment, like what were you thinking? What were you Well I, I felt a little bit shallow because I think I was just having like some candy and like eating some popcorn <laughs> or something. No idea what was going on, but but I did I do remember thinking when I wanted to quit like the next year, because I want to do sports. And I wanted to do like, you know, the other things. My, some of my friends were like not doing it anymore. And Jason had a sit down with me. He's like, listen, he's like, you have to really think strong and hard about if you want to quit right now, because if you do, it'll affect the rest of your life. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, well, you're not going to be a professional athlete, are you? I'm like, no, probably not. He's like, you're not, probably not going to get a scholarship for, for sports, are you? I'm like, well, maybe, you know, if I work really hard, he's like, Nah, that's not gonna happen. He said you could. He said you could. Be, he's like you could become a professional musician, and be, the reason he said is at any you can keep doing music as long as you want. You can be yeah. doing music till you're 80, 90, 100. You can still do music. You can still develop your musical skills, your talents, this and that. He said. He said we have much better chance of becoming musical phenomenons, especially as the twin brand. You know, he, he and he said, you will probably never go to Disneyland again until you're an old man, you know? Yeah, he, did. He's like, he, he, he said, we will be able to go to Disneyland every year. The violins will take us there. He said, musical. And that was enough to convince me. Are you saying Jason in the eighth, ninth grade? Yes. This is seventh grade. Seventh grade, eighth grade. That's what he was a sage. He, he had something more mature. Like when he, when he said that he made eye contact with, with Lou Felton and they had this understanding. Like that doesn't surprise me at all because it goes a step further because I knew I wasn't good enough. I knew I wasn't good enough at the violin. See, I, I knew when I looked at him and he looked at me, it was, it was a feeling of like, this is it. Make it count. Because I knew the only reason why I was there because I was a twin and we had a twin fiddler stick in the concert. Was that before or after though? I thought it was after like we were on the way home. I oh, no, no, it was like on that. the way there. It was on, on the way. way. And oh, so, wow. and so, and, and, and honestly, like I wasn't the best fiddler, but, but Jeff and I together as a twin unit, it was like our, our breakthrough. Like we had kind of like an excuse. We kind of lifted the show up because it was a stick. Right. And in seventh grade, I knew that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I was, how did I say it? I was kind of born into that. And I was like, I'm going to get better. Like it gave me a lot of hope. And also yeah, you're, you're like, I'm not you a, can't leave it. Yeah, like I'm not, and that, and I needed you to do to do it with me because we were the twin right. thing, and right. You know, and, and, and so there's a lot of gratitude. About, and the neat thing about it is our, par- our parents never like asked us to do it. That's a very unique thing. Like they never yeah, asked us, not once. It was always it just came from us. Like we wanted to do it, and I think that's kind of unique because most kids, I think, are like, oh, the parents, you know, put them in piano or they put them in whatever, and they 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 pay for the private lessons. We never had a private lesson. You know, we we just showed up to school with our parents' violins that were too big and we kind of grew into them. <laughs> but 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 then then we went in then then it took us places. We got to we ended up earning enough money for the entire full orchestra to get like 
eighty percent of their of their of their trip to Disneyland paid for. That's amazing. You know? That's awesome. And we got to go around and see the business of the music. Like we got to go right. to the Princess Hotel Resort, play for fifteen minutes, and they gave us a thousand bucks. And we got to see that. We're like, oh my gosh! Like here we are. Right. That was you cool. know, junior high, uh, maybe seventh eighth grade, and we're we're like doing musical business, and we're like, this is right. really cool. And then, then I remember Mr. Felton said, you guys could make $1,000 an hour if you guys go into to, to strolling performing. The strolling and this, violin. And this, was a, this was a few years ago, right? We're talking about, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're talking high. Oh, my God. So inflation, well, it's well, I was going to oh say, God. when, when $1,000 was like worth, you know, <laughs> yeah, $1,100. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably worth 2000 right now. <laughs> Maybe. That was ancient years ago. <laughs> But but I remember thinking thinking oh my gosh like strolling violins and the twin fiddling combined could be a really really marketable package and thinking for sure at, at, at this age it literally was almost like a business decision like I w- I was thinking and Jason was thinking after he convinced me of the opportunity he, I was thinking we could we could literally like run this to the bank <laughs> like and, and get paid to travel you know get paid to go on vacation not not have to pay to go but to play to go you know right, right. so. So we, we always thought about that. We thought about, you know, building the, the brand. And then, and then what happened, there was a huge shift in our musical destiny when we eventually started writing to uh, my mom's, you know, we had a piano uh, breakthrough where we started writing lyrical music, like not just violin music, but like we started doing vi- a piano ballads. Yeah. And then, and then it, we met our producer, which was a huge breakthrough. So he was like a life-changing moment because when we went to Salt Mine to record, it's a huge recording studio here in, in Mesa. One of the best, the best in Arizona, probably one of the best in the, you know, the, the region. But he ended up, he was there as the house producer and he ended up, you know, kind of connecting with us and our music. And he didn't even well, know we played the violin. By the way, Jeffrey, you just said something that was really kind of cool that I've never really put together in my brain before, but that's, we connected with with Charles Dorman, and here's the cool thing: is you and I were were violin players, but we took music as a lot of the hip hop artists approach to music. Like we we kind of were like we're, we were we were hustling it through, right? Like we right. would play we would we would play the music at the at the at the con like the con, the contest like in uh, like the tournaments, but we would like get our food by by playing at the concessions and like entertain them. They give us food. We're like, yes, this is sick. Right. You know, then we play on the <laughs> right. screen. We, right, we, kind of like our, our approach. Street our, performing. Honestly, yeah, our approach to music, even though it was it was violin, our our grit and kind of hustle was the was really the same as hip hop artists approach it a lot of times. So when we met Charles Dorman, I mean, it was it was a piano ballad, "Good Night, Sweet Girl." It was. It violence. That, that, was, really that was what it's called. It was called Good Nights We Go. But it was right, a, that was the title yeah. of the song. And he, and he like, connected when, in such a way we that we connected, it, and not just been, with him. We connected with uh, um, let's see, uh, Little Wayne's producer Diesel was there, and he heard the song, and he just loved it. He actually tried to mix it at three a.m. the next day, and he showed it to us the next day, and we we're like, wow, we had a little bit of demoitis because we weren't used to that. Um, right. But then, but then also, let's see, who else did we meet? DMX met us, and it, for some reason, like. Even though we were deep down, I know, with two I, I, know John, I know I know John, the owner, connected with us to our bank account. <laughs> he <laughs> right, had yeah, so he, many. Yeah, he he, dude, he, he ran he ran us so many different styles of the song. Dude, and we don't need to talk about that. That's mixing. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk we're about still, that. We're still paying off that credit card. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I just want to say that's kind of a cool thing. I think other artists that are listening right now, like even though if you have different genres and, and you have like, I mean, think about it. I don't think there's anything further than, than hip hop, than two kind of white boy bluegrass players. Right. Right. However, the, yeah, the approach to it was almost the same as far as grit and determination and street playing and like hustling and, you well, know, plus he, he, I mean, he, he knew thing. he had a he knew he had an ear though. We have we have a gift of like melody writing and, and, and like hook writing, and and um, he connected with with writing because he's he's such a good writer. Chuck is a good writer, and he ended up writing with us. And we made these we made these other songs, and that's what kind of led us into the design of our own studio because we knew that we could we could write music, but then bring other people to this to the studio, and they could write music. It's not just a recorded studio. It's like almost like a, a songwriter's um, accelerator, right? Right. Like, and 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 we knew we knew if we had such a good experience with Chuck, that other people could and unlock the music that was in them, and not just have people come with a prepared song or like I'm going to do a final track here, recording here. But it was not it was not that. It was yeah, this is a place where you can really. where you can write yeah. the best songs that's inside of you. And if you haven't gotten it, you haven't got there, then you can discover it here. And, yeah, write we'll it and, we've had, it. and we've had about eight or nine artists that have already done it right now. And they are on cloud nine because yeah. when you have that experience, Amazing. You, you get confidence, you build your confidence, you build your hope, you build your endurance, you build your, your passion, and then you get the music out hopefully. Right. And then you get it done in a way where we, we've kind of made a, a, a three tiered, you know, like a four tiered one-stop shop with like video and photography and graphic design. Like there's like this, this this like four tiered section of our studio that has like a, a collaboration space. Then you have like a podcast, well, a podcast space, a collaboration space, a recording studio space, an infinity room space, a photography space, and then a networking space. So it's like this this long um, one stop shop place where we might not be like the best at everything, but you can get a taste of everything. And and right. one thing we are, we one thing we probably are really good at, and I'd say among the best is the songwriting and, and the and the producing of the songs. But then everything else kind of maybe can can like, you know, support that, and so that's kind of what what the pad is all about. That's that's super cool. Yeah, let's talk about that. So so you guys have in in uh, in Mesa, Arizona, the downtown place, Main Street, downtown you know. Main Street, right there. Yep. Yeah, beautiful right spot. Right in the heart. Um, a place called the Pad, and I've yep. been there. It, I mean, I've seen the vision. It's an amazing place. <laughs> You, you, you got a, a spot there that looks like it's it's ready to be a newscaster. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it does. It's amazing. Um, and then you do you've got your collaboration lab going on. Um, what was yeah? What was I mean? What, what, was that the, the the vision? Like like when you guys got that building? Yeah. There, what was the thought process? So Jeff, do you want to take this? Or do you want me to take this? Yeah, I'll just take it for real, real quick. Um, <laughs> okay, make sure you, so, you don't skip anything. Right, real quick. We we basically, and I want to I want to come in here and, and let Matt. Uh, Matt's here right now. Oh, we're on, we're on a we're on a podcast with, with Mike. Run his oh, podcast right nice. now. And Matt, Matt, Matt's a huge Matt's a huge part of this. But let me let me see if I can get off um, and not hang up on you guys like I did well, last time. And I just want to say one thing. It, it, the reason why I think it's connecting so well, it's everything's organic. Nothing has been forced. Like it's not been like, oh, we're gonna create this this great space. It's it's not like that. It was right. Let's, let's it's hundred percent organic. 
And it was like, we need to find, we need to go somewhere because it's, we don't, we can't be using our parents' garage anymore. We've graduated college and now we're using our parents' garage for our band we're at the and, and the neighbors are all laughing and giggling because we're practicing and we're like graduated from college. Do you know what I mean? It, it was definitely a shift in, in life. And so we said, we got to find another place. Right, right. So, and Jerry can take it from there, but it was like the needs that we had as artists, we needed those to be like met, like and 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 we've been, literally been building that, uh, and the pad kind of has been born into it. Does that make sense? Like it's not like oh we're gonna make a business model and make a lot of money and and we're gonna be doing this. It's none of that. None of right, that. right. It's it, and Jerry will go in detail of how that happened. It's actually a really funny story, and Matt was part of it from the very beginning. So take it away, Jeff. Yeah, and Matt, Matt, if you guys yeah, are still Matt. there. Yeah, we're here. Matt, Matt was there when we were doing our fiddle show at Rockin' Our Ranch. And he would, before that, as our Sunday school teacher, I mean, we're talking really far along. But he saw us and our parents' house. My mom taught him piano and this whole family. So we were all kind of like, like always connected. But we ended up, um, you know, we ended up getting this practice facility that was, it was called the practice pad. And people people knew this place as like, the, you know, the discount Milano store, you know, like but you the, don't the, go... the story is interesting at the beginning. We had to leave mom and dad's garage because we had to get yeah. violin strings. So we yeah, found, so we, we went to go grab a picks for a penny. And my mom was like, Oh, this, this store, I think is going out of business. You guys can get everything on sale. So we drove down there. We had never been there, but we saw this huge building that was uh, full of harp boxes. And the first part of it, we had a bunch of instruments. So to make a long story short, we ended up making a deal with, with the owner uh, kind of asking them. Jerry, if there's a lot of funny space. things you're missing, though. There's a lot of funny things you're missing. I know, but but it, it takes a while to get there. You well, know? no, but it, it proves the grit, the grit that it takes, the grit that it takes to succeed. Like, let me just chime in for just maybe. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So the grit was like this. So we get there and, and we walk in and get the strings or the picks, whatever. And Jeff's like, "Oh my gosh, Jason!" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "John's selling the, this. This owner's selling the building." And we could rent me a room here. Maybe we could buy the building. I'm like, okay, Jeff, settle down. Let's go get some strings. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let's settle down, you know, let's get some strings. Right. Cause I'm all thinking of like, like the concert coming up and then, and then we kind of like make friends with John and we buy the strings and then Jerry did say, Hey, can we rent a room? And he goes, Oh no, no, I've already been there, done that. I've already done that. Well, um, no, no. At first we asked, I remember, I remember that we asked him, do you have the catalog on the wholesale of all these all these instruments? Like what the real prices that you buy them for? And he like right. he like brought it out. He's like, here here's here are my books. Here's the actual cost. Of <laughs> I guess it was a business question. Wholesale. <laughs> and we're like, these are amazing. These prices are incredible. He's yeah, like, we we just jumped right in. I guess into a business as right? a wholesaler. And I was like, <laughs> so that was interesting. Well, can we buy these on wholesale prices? You know? <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll let you guys just take whatever you want. Just get my money back. That's so we hilarious. ended up buying a lot of things on wholesale and, and that kind of, you know, I remember when we dropped like almost a thousand dollars that first day, just cause we bought everything on wholesale and he just wanted to get rid of everything. So then we ended up buying, uh, the next day we asked him if well, we could, well, hold on, Jeff. We, we asked if we could rent a room and he says, no. So then, yes, we went back the next day cause we don't take no for an answer. Right. We're trying to win right. him over. Right. We buy other things we do not need. And this course is all on a credit card, right? Which is ridiculous. But we're 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 buying things we don't need. We ask him again, hey, can we just rent one room? And he goes, No, I'm selling the building. I I don't want to do anything. Like the, the the economy's been 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 has hit my heart business. Where I'm out. And so we're like, well, we'll help you clean the building and sell the building. He still said no. So we went back a third day. And we're like, I don't know what's gonna take, but we're all buying electric guitars. We don't even play the electric guitar. We're all buying electric guitars. 
And then finally, I think we do kind of make him laugh a lot and, and we're talking to him and right. he kind of likes us. And so by that third day, he's like, you know what? Let's do it. I'll rent one room for you. It was a small little room in suite two. And here's the price. It's like 200 bucks a month. And then we'll add one third utilities on there. We said, done. Phenomenal. That's and then the awesome. only request he said, don't make copies of the key I give you. Like, do not do that. And we said, done. No, we will not make copies of the key. No one can, no one will be in unless we are there and we're good. And so he did like a three month thing. And so he did like a three month thing. And that's what changed key for like almost, almost two and a half years. I never had a copy. We were that true to the, that's to awesome. the, <laughs> so, but, but, but the dream, the dream was to turn this place into a, uh, not just our practice facility, which, which it was for the last seven years, but like the idea was to change into uh, an amazing studio collaborative space that had multi-purpose and that we could be ultimately maybe do a membership one day, like a, like a membership space for creatives, almost like a, a, a CrossFit gym for creatives, or we used to call it the gym membership for creatives, but, right. but definitely something that was different. Something that was different than everybody else was doing. Um, not just a recording studio or like a place where you go and book like a professional studio for like high end budgets or things like that. Or like, you know, we, we try, we're trying to do something that's different and hopefully we can get there, you know, with everybody's help and everybody's ideas. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a unbelievable idea. I think there's some great, like I said, I've been there and I've, I've, I've felt the creative yeah. juices going on in there. Um, real quick is I think, I think this, this call is about ready to end. Um, how can people find out about you? How can, what, what's the best way that people can connect with you guys? Yeah. We can, they can contact us at the pad on main on our Facebook page right now or our, our Instagram. I'll just give you my cell phone. Main. I'll just give you my cell phone here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not even kidding. 480-313-1454. That's my cell. I'm like an I like I'll we run a pest and, control and, company and if you if you need us to kill your bugs you can definitely connect us with that and That's it's eight four four bugs eight four four bugs or no eight four four bugs and I guarantee you you'll have a musical bug experience like no other these More guys than just the Pied Piper these these guys are <laughs> have more talent than any. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I will give you my cell phone because I'm that connectable. Like we're here to help everybody, you know. <laughs> and it's true, it's true. It's it, Jason's an amazing guy. So Jeff, you're awesome. I thank really, you. You're I, awesome, Mike. Oh no, this is fantastic. I really appreciate you guys being on the show. We need, we oh, definitely need, to, we need to do it again. I think there's a lot more to the story that that uh, yeah, there is. Do. But. Uh, but you guys check out um, the pad on Maine on yes. Facebook, and yes. um, yeah, we are releasing we are releasing a single. Our single is coming out in a couple weeks called "Comeback," and it's going to be a really good song. Oh. It's uh, it's a great song. We've been working maybe on this one for a while. On, maybe we can come on the show and, and yes, uh, I was just going to say it. you guys need to come on and and uh, do a little yeah, do a little 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 time here to uh, um, and if love remains when you guys release a song that would be awesome yeah yeah that'll it. happen okay we'll let you know when we're, when we're releasing that in a couple weeks here okay fabulous this is awesome jason and jeff linford yes. the linford twins check them out at um the the pad on main on facebook um and then jason just gave out a cell number so you know blow that thing up <laughs> 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 
Um, you guys My wife's are- gonna kill me for that, but no, it's it's fine. <laughs> you guys are the best. Thanks for being All on right, the show. All right, Mike. Thank you. This All right, is- thanks, All right. Mike. You're the Bye. best, Mike. You bet. This is Mike Levitt, and this is And If Love Remains. <laughs>